Hello, this is Horace Williams Jr. with the Pleasing to the Power.com podcast. Happy New Year, everyone. Hope you are enjoying your first month of 2022. Wanted to um, hop on today and share with you my thoughts for after the first month of the year. And today I'm going to talk about a, maybe a surprising subject, but I want to talk about depression. I published something last week and I was surprised at the reaction about depression and how many people do suffer from depression. I know I suffer from depression. So I'm going to take my time as I discuss this today. And I want to say that I'm no physician. Uh, I host these podcast episodes in hopes of encouraging and even causing you to think and maybe inspiring you to make change or just point you to Jesus is, is what, what my goal is when I record these episodes. So I hope that you will take in kind what I share today and be blessed and encouraged. As I mentioned that I know that I suffer from depression and I want to get into a little bit about um, what depression may be or some signs that you may be depressed, things of that nature as we move forward. Um, the first thing that's important to do is you have to admit that you are depressed, you know. Um, I'm not really talking about sadness. I know when my father went to be with the Lord in August of 2020, there was a profound sadness in my heart. It felt like um, there was a hole in my gut. Um, even though I know, I have no doubt that when he opened his eyes, he was looking at Jesus with a renewed body and mind, which gave me great joy. There was still a profound sadness um, that my father was no longer with us. No, I'm not, so I'm not really focusing on sadness, which sadness can lead to um, depression. But I'm more so, um, depression is something that tends to linger, um, tends to hang around. And there's usually different um, stages that you might feel dejected and then you might become discouraged and if you haven't found a way out of the discouragement, it then can lead to despondency. And then finally, the last one, which is really not good, is when you get to this point of despair where you feel like you have no hope. And so kind of guard yourself when you are feeling dejected or discouraged that you do some things that to pull you out of, of that mind frame if you can and avoid uh, getting to despair. There's a quote from Abe Lincoln when he was um, battling with depression. And he said, um, I have to die or get better. And, um, you know, there's more to the quote, but that part just stuck out to me is that kind of gives you the where he was as far as depression, as far as talking about dying. But he also tried to get better. And and so um, the next thing you might want to do is uh, assess the reason for why you're feeling depressed um in first kings one of my favorite prophets is the prophet elijah and in james it talks about how elijah was a man that like us like elijah calmed down fire from heaven so it it's amazing to me when i read when i read that passage and i'll share it to you share it with you later but um 
a couple things you want to do when you're assessing the reason for why you may be feeling depressed is you want to avoid isolation. Now, for me personally, it's somewhat hard to do that because pretty much since my stroke, I've been isolated for a majority of the time. Whether it's, um, you know, my vehicle was totaled while I was in rehab, so I really don't have a way to get around. Although I will say I thank God for allowing me to get confident in being able to use Uber, Uber, but that can get expensive. But um, don't really get as many visitors as I would, would, would like, and I need to be better and try to get out and visit more people. But you want to avoid isolation. Second thing is you want to avoid withdrawing. Like, don't withdraw. We tend to want to pull away from everybody and kind of just bundle up in our room and, and, and avoid everyone. And that's really not the best thing to help pull us out of depression. And then the third thing is I, I would recommend is no wallow, no wallowing allowed, which I have been known to do. So no wallowing allowed. And don't be throwing any pity parties for yourself. And um, there may be, here's some causes I want you to really look at when it comes to why you may be feeling depressed. Um, a lot of times, sometimes it's because it's, it's a physical tr- trigger. I know for me, I have been in tremendous pain since the stroke. You can read about that in my uh, last book, The Furnace of Affliction, How God Used Our Pain and Suffering for His Purpose. So it may be something physical, whether it's um, usually triggered by pain. Then there could be also, um, also could be you're exhausted. Uh, maybe you're chronically fatigued. Um, I know there's also, um, there's actually little, literally, I'm not a doctor, but you can have a a um, chemical imbalance, you know, that, that would cause depression. And then you could also be emotionally, emotionally triggered. Whether it's a death, like I was talking about my father, a disease, a divorce, even a disaster, you know, in your life, something unexpected. Um, it seems like every time I turn on the news every other day, there's um, a nor'easter here or a hurricane there or a tornado um, roaring through some states. So it could be something emotionally triggered, you're de- emotionally triggering your de- depression. And then lastly, could also be a spiritual trigger uh, because Satan Satan is a joy killer the devil wants you to stay depressed he wants you to be depressed and so we really have to guard against some of those triggers and be on the alert as the Bible says guard your heart and mind and one thing I want to also share is that bitterness bitterness can lead to depression when we hold bitterness in our heart bitterness resentment things of that nature so we have to really guard against bitterness and depression, which can lead to depression. And when I come back, I'm going to share with you some things that we can do, actually do, to help with our depression. So I'm going to give me a sip of water and I'll be right back. Okay, I'm back. This is Horace William Jr. of PleasingToThePod.com podcast. And today I'm talking about depression and how we can overcome it or at least deal with it in some form or fashion I promise you that I will share with you a verse from James it's actually James 5 17 and it talks about Elijah who 
He himself was one of the greatest prophets, but also suffered from depression. So in James 5 verse 17, it said, Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the earth for three and a half years, for three years and six months. Then he prayed again, and the sky poured rain, and the earth produced its fruit. Okay, so in this portion, I want to share with you some things that we can do to not stay depressed because God doesn't want you to be depressed. He doesn't want me to stay depressed. And so the first thing I would recommend doing, excuse me, is to physically recharge. And I'm going to read from 1 Kings chapter 19. And I'm talking about my friend Elijah. And I'm going to kind of give you some background so you know what led to his depression. So this is First uh, Kings 19, verse 1. When Ahab got, now mind you, uh, Elijah had just called dying fire from heaven and it, it consumed this altar and he defeated the prophets of Baal. Then he killed, I believe, 450 prophets of Baal. So this is um, Ahab the king. When Ahab got home, he told Jezebel, who was the queen, everything Elijah had done. This is the NLT version. So Jezebel sent this message to Elijah. May the gods strike me and even kill me if by this time tomorrow I have not killed you just as you killed them. Elijah was afraid and fled for his life. He went to Beersheba, a town in Judah, and he left his servant there. Then he went on alone into the wilderness, traveling all day. He sat down under a solitary broom tree and prayed that he might die. I have had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life, for I am no better than my ancestors who have already died. So you can see you can see right there that it said that he traveled all day. And so that goes to that physical that we talked about, that physical trigger. Then he lay down and slept under the broom tree. But as he was sleeping, an angel touched him and told him, Get up and eat. He looked around and there was beside his head was some bread baked on hot stones and a jar of water. So he ate and drank and lay down again. Then the angel of the Lord came again and touched him and said, Get up and eat some more or the journey ahead will be too much for you. So he got up and ate and drank and the food gave him enough strength to travel 40 days or 40 nights to Mount Sinai, the mountain of God. Then there he came, he came to a cave where he spent the night. Okay, so it's really fascinating as, as I talk to how important it is to physically recharge, whether it's get you something good to eat, get a good meal in you. Um, and uh, I've heard this quote many times. I love it. The first time I heard it, I, I laugh, but because I know I used to feel guilty about taking a nap. But sometimes the most spiritual thing you can do is take a nap and refresh your body physically, um, emotionally, and mentally. I know I've read some of my best um, book chapters, blog posts, articles after a good long power nap. So um, one of the best things you can do is take a nap. Then another thing after you physically recharge, you also want to spiritually refresh. And I want to say is don't focus too much on you. To go back to Elijah, look what he said back in verse 4 where he was like, when he sat down under the solitary tree, praying that he might die, he said he had enough. Take my life, for I'm no better than my ancestors who've already died. 
So instead of focusing too much on yourself or myself and your situation, I want you to look up. As I talked about earlier, avoid the pity party. And then the last thing is going to talk be to listen for God's voice. Now I'm in verse back to verse 8 of First uh, Kings 19. So he got up, ate, and drank, and he went to travel the 40 days and 40 nights, like we talked about. There he came to a cave where he spent the night. But the Lord said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? And then Elijah replied, He had served the Lord Almighty. And he starts going back to focusing on himself and, and talking about, I'm the only one left, and they're trying to kill me too. So the Lord said, Go out and stand before me on the mountain. The Lord said, Elijah stood there. The Lord passed by, and a mighty windstorm hit the mountain. It was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, there was a there was a sound of a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. Cave. And the voice said, What are you doing here, Elijah? And he replied again, I have zestly served the Lord Almighty, but the people of Israel have broken their covenant with you, torn down your altars, and killed every one of your prophets. I am the only one left, and now they're trying to kill me too. So there he's again focusing on himself. I am the only one. Well, in reality, he was not the only one. The Lord had preserved 7,000 other people in Israel who have never bowed down to Baal. And so we talked about spiritual refreshing and we want to look up, avoiding the pity party. Another thing we want to do is listen for God's voice. And I'm fascinated with somebody, was, uh, his name was Dr. James Merritt. He was like, okay, God wasn't in the earthquake, he wasn't in the fire, but why is he always in the still small voice? Because when you, have, when you want to hear somebody whisper, you have to get close. You have to lean into them and hear what they're saying. So that's why God speaks in the still, small voice. I love that. So I got to give Dr. James Merritt credit for that. But I just love that. So you want to get close to God and lean into him and listen. And then finally, you want to socially recharge and as a, verse 15, the Lord told Elijah, go back the same way you came, travel to Damascus when you, Damascus, when you arrive there, anoint Hazel to be king of Aram, then you anoint Jehu, grandson of Nimshi, to be king of Israel, anoint Elisha, son of Shaphat, from town of able to replace you as my prophet. So God was basically telling Elijah to get back into serving him, get back into service. It's funny how when you're serving others, it takes the focus off yourself and I guarantee you that it, it's really going to encourage yourself because I know for me, when I do good things for other people to help people in need or just because it gives me great joy. And so socially recharging is, is a way that you can definitely help yourself, pull yourself out of that whatever stage you're in, whether it's um, discouragement, despondency, and hopefully not despair. So get back to service Stop isolating yourself and then do God's will. And um, 
there was a quote that I published uh, last week, and uh, it was a, it was a prayer. So I'm going to share that with you before I close out. But there's also a great quote from uh, Pastor Chuck Swindoll that I want to share with you as well because it really encouraged me. And um, he said that God never turns His back on those who cry out to Him through tears. When God seems farthest away, He actually bends closer. So there we go again where we have to see God look up lean into him when we're feeling going through those stages of depression and so I want to read a verse from you the article that I posted last week on the website and it's in Isaiah <clears throat> excuse me losing my voice Isaiah 26 3 and this is the NLT version you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you are those whose thoughts are fixed on you. So that goes back to looking up, seeking God, taking our mind, our thoughts off of us and putting them on Him. I'm going to leave you with this prayer that uh, that I had shared last week. Is that, Let me yield to you this day, Father, all my most innermost thoughts. Fill my cup with incredible joy. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you, Father God, for those that are listening to the podcast today. I don't know what situation they may be in and how they may be feeling, but if they are being feeling depressed, I ask that you encourage our hearts. Bring them that joy that only you can provide, Father God. Encourage them to lean into you and listen to your still, small voice. I ask these things in Jesus' name I pray, amen. I encourage you, if you want more uh, words of wisdom that you spend time in the word you can visit my website please to the com, or just type in my name horacewilliamjune.com there's tons of articles of encouragement uh, my books are there as well book on the power of prayer if you want to improve in your prayer life or the first of affliction which I mentioned how God used our pain and suffering for his purpose both those award winning books you can get access to through my website and lastly, if you would like to reach out to me, want somebody to pray with you, just click on the prayer request tab and the email will come directly to me and nobody will see it. And I will respond quickly and kind. You will know that someone is praying with you and you may not need prayer, but you just want someone to talk with. I'd be happy to respond and correspond with you as well. So I want to thank you for listening. Keep your eyes on Christ. Keep pressing forward in the new year. We're only a month in. God has a lot in store for both you and me. Take care of yourself. I'll be in touch soon. God bless.